Thank you. So we have a question here that brides to be and grooms to be are asking at the moment, which is what are the four C's when you're choosing in a ring? And is that the only thing that's important? Mm-hmm. Is it the only thing that matters? So you've put a presentation together. So I'm just going to pop those up and you can talk us through it. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's uh, one of those pieces of jewellery jargon um, that's quite confusing. I'm just mm. the beginning there. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I can shed some light on that for mm. you. Okay. Um, so the four C's basically stand for four areas of classification in white diamonds. Um, and they are carrot, colour, clarity and cut. So we're going to make a start with the carrot, which is probably the one that most people have heard the most of. Um, mm. The carrot refers to the weight of the diamonds. Um, so when you look at jewellery, especially in like a high street jewellery shop, uh, they'll usually quite sort of proudly uh, show the carrot weight um, of the diamonds. Um, but, yeah, it can be a little bit confusing for people, um, especially mm. if there's uh, lots of diamonds in a ring. Um, normally it will refer to the total weight of diamonds within that piece of jewellery, not just one mm. of the diamonds. That's um, an area of confusion. Mm. I tend to start uh, with clients when we're designing from scratch. So instead of talking about the carrot weight, I tend to refer to the millimetre size um, because to me that makes a bit more sense. It's what you see. Um, Mm. To me, the carrot weight matters more um, just for perhaps if you want it for insurance purposes, that sort of thing. Um, It is very, very important for the value of the stone. um, But I think the millimetre size is more important when you're looking at choosing Mm. Um, so it's not um, a straight line of, of cost. Like a, a one carat diamond doesn't cost double what a half a carat diamond costs. Um, and the reason for that is because larger bits of diamond that are then cut into larger stones are just simply more rare. Um, so it's a scarcity value um, as well. So um, they increase in price dramatically um, mm. the higher the carat. Uh, so moving on to the next one, which is colour. Um, Now, the colour we talk about on a scale from D to Z, um, and this is a a scale that the um, Gemological Institute of America came up with. um, And this is a scale that most jewellers and diamond suppliers will use because it's really, really clear. So it's an alphabetical scale from D to Z. D means that the uh, diamond is completely and truly colourless and white, and therefore they're the most valuable stones, they're the most sought after. As you go further down the scale towards a Z, uh, more colour will be present. So more yellow and brown tones, uh, which are not so desirable in a stone. In all honesty, um, that kind of second area of that scale, so from G to J, uh, unless yeah. you put that next to um, a D coloured diamond, uh, you're probably not going to see it as anything other than a white diamond, uh, particularly if it's um, set in a, a coloured metal. Um mm. The lower down the scale that you might want to kind of set it in a yellow or a rose gold and then the yellow won't show up so much. Um, this C is only relevant to, to white diamonds. Uh, diamonds come in all sorts of colours. Uh, you mm. do get yellow and brown diamonds and those aren't sort of Z categorised white diamonds. Those are truly yellow or brown diamonds. So, yeah, this only matters if you're looking at white diamonds. Right. So moving on to the next one. So clarity. Uh, This one's one people probably will know less about. Um, What that's referring to um, is the inclusions and any imperfections in the stone. Uh, Obviously, 
are natural products. Uh, so they're formed deep in the earth under great pressure and heat. Um, so it's only natural that kind of pieces of carbon and mineral deposits are going to be present in that stone. Uh, so a truly flawless diamond is a very, very rare thing. Um, and therefore, those are much more expensive. Um, the GIA, again, have come up with this really good scale that most people use. Um, so it's quite um blunt in its uh, terminology so you start right down the bottom as included you know it has lots of inclusions in it uh, then it's slightly included then very slightly included and then very very slightly included um, until we go right up to flawless mm -hmm. um, so these inclusions if you're down on the included end of the scale uh, they can be visible to the naked eye which obviously aren't isn't ideal they can also affect how the light bounces around in a stone so going towards the slightly included or very slightly included is um, a nice area to be when you're selecting a diamond, uh, just because the light will probably be less affected by any inclusions in the stone. Um, does the word included mean it has carbon in? Yeah, carbon or other mineral deposits. If you have um, like a, a white, almost feathery look inside the diamond, uh, sometimes that's actually a, like an internal crack. Um, that doesn't matter as long as the crack doesn't actually touch the outside of the diamond. Um, but obviously it can really affect the look and the way that the light moves around in the stone. So it's a, a good one to be aware of. Um, mm. And normally I'd advise people to sort of look at the slightly included or very slightly included um, end mm. of the so and then finally, our last C um, is the cut. Uh, so this doesn't refer to the shape of the diamond. It refers to uh, the quality um, and proportions of the cut and how it's been polished. So an ideal or excellent cut will be like that diamond in the center there where the light is able to come in the, the top. But it's bounced around beautifully. So all the light comes back out the top. Um, a poorly cut stone, either too shallow or too deep. Um, the light will actually kind of flood out the, the back of the stone and the side. So therefore, when you look at it, it won't have that lovely fire and sparkle that we associate with diamonds. Um, so the cut is often an overlooked um, category when you're looking at classifications of diamonds. But actually, it's one of the most important. Um, so, yeah. If uh, we go on this final slide, uh, this one is an example of a, a GIA report for a diamond. So if you were to go the bespoke, the bespoke route and you started with a loose diamond, uh, you will get something that looks like this that tells you about the quality of it. Um, so this certificate was uh, for quite a, a valuable stone. So in the middle on the left, you can see the carat weight was 0.7 carats. That's quite a sizable stone. Uh, the colour was D, so that's the best it could be. Um, the clarity grade is very, very slightly included, so that's high up the scale. And the cut grade is very good, so that would be quite a valuable stone, that one. Um, so just to conclude, um, personally, um, I think there's uh, a couple of things you need to be aware of when you're looking at a diamond. Um, and first of all, it's whether you can afford it. Um, I think people get um, sort of a little bit over focused on getting like the, the biggest carrot or the best color when actually it's um, kind of weighing up all the four elements of it and uh, yeah to enjoy it you want to be able to make sure you can afford it and b that you like it in the flesh um if you're going the bespoke route you can always ask your jeweler to find you a selection of diamonds that you can choose from and because they're natural products and the inclusions will sit in a different way uh, and the cut will always be slightly different from stone to stone actually seeing them in, in real life, you might like a technically 
less good stone um, on paper you must you might just like the fire and the personality it has in the flesh um, so I think that's the most important thing yeah yeah so hopefully that answers uh, your uh, the questions that came in just um put the slides down is it so um what was I going to say um my rings here we go this is a good example see that ooh, there you go so my engagement ring is James's grand great grandma's so it's I think it's quite sparkly and then um I had this wedding ring made to fit it and that has tiny little diamonds but I am so paranoid about having this because of the age of it and um the family heirloom kind of thing but um yeah another thing about having diamonds is you can't be scared to wear it no definitely yeah you <laughs> it, so yeah you should always definitely wear it especially with antique jewelry i just mm -hmm. advise to get checked over by a jeweler every so often um with claw settings the the claws yeah. can just slacken over time uh, so yeah. it's quite good to get that looked at and the setting tightened up so then you don't have to worry quite so much yeah i've had to have the the claws replaced twice <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah but um it's um it's really interesting actually the um the different things that you need to think about when buying diamonds and i suppose it's oh uh, for the most part it's the person who's proposing that needs to think about that but if you're going to have diamonds in your wedding band as well you need to be fully aware of it yeah, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, nothing to worry about. It's just something um, that's good to get some nice advice on. And just, I think it's more important to choose a diamond that you like, that has the right personality for you, uh, rather than worrying about its uh, its gradings. Because once it's on your finger, uh, only you know that those pieces of information. Um, yeah, you're not walking around with a placard saying, oh, this is a, a D-grade <laughs> diamond. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it matters more that you you like it and you're happy with it. Yeah, totally. Totally. So um, I have a couple of fun questions for you. That, um, I'm just going to read the first one out. So rate these in the order of importance. Experience, passion, excitement and creativity. Oh. In a jewelry <laughs> or just in life in general? <laughs> um, in your work. Oh, um, passion, definitely. I think having a, that would be top. Um, being really passionate and interested in what you do, I think, is key. Um, and I think that comes across when you're, you're talking to a jewellery designer that really cares. Um, and then we had creativity, didn't we? Um, yeah. And then what were the other two? Excitement and experience. Oh, I think excitement comes with passion. Um, mm. Creativity. Uh, is definitely very very important and that's often what people are, are paying for yeah they're looking for for your ideas they might be different to theirs you might come up with something they've never seen before and it's perfect for them and that's so that's very very important um experience uh probably less important just more your your knowledge base really and it doesn't really matter i think how long uh you've been doing it as long as you know your stuff then that's yeah. important fabulous so i know you're married so if you were going to get married again, where would it be and why? Oh. Um, 
my husband proposed uh, to me in this lovely town in the Cotswolds that we visited quite a few times. Yeah. Um, it's uh, quite a sentimental place to us. Um, perhaps if we were to do it again, we might go back there if we were going to renew our vows or something. Um, yeah, that would probably be top of our list. It's a place called Burford in the Cotswolds. Um, we really like it there. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, I think from, from us, I... Um... I probably wouldn't change where we got married, but um, I do see that some people like elope to Iceland and get married on a waterfall and things like that, and that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, or in an ice castle I've heard of in Iceland as well. That'd be pretty spectacular. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's all we have time for today, but um, thank you so much for coming to talk to us, Jodie, and um, we hope to see you again soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye.